The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks, who is a small business owner and small business expert from the Marks Group. Correct. Great. Hello. Hello. So, what are we talking about today, Elizabeth? (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about meal and travel expenses Mm, and entertainment. And entertainment. Yes. Yeah. So, if you're a small business owner, you might be wondering how much leeway can I give my employees on that? Yeah. I mean, the rules have changed. They have. Yes. So after we hear from our sponsor, we'll be right back and we're going to answer Susan from Suffolk, Virginia's question about meal and travel expenses. Cool. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back. So here is Susan's question. Again, she's from Suffolk, Virginia. She doesn't tell us what kind of business she runs. We'll make that up. But here's her question. Very short and sweet. Quote, how much is too much for meal and travel expenses? Unquote. Gene, I'm going to let you answer. <laughs> well, so it's a, um, so Elizabeth, it's, it, it's kind of, a, it's just a tax question and the rules have changed over it from the year. So there's, let, let's do three things. Okay. Meals, entertainment and travel. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So let's start with meals to begin with. Um, meals now are 50% deductible. And when you define a meal, that means a meal that you are having with an employee, it could be an internal meal, or with a customer or a vendor, but business has to be discussed at that meal. Now, okay. you know, what's the, your your onus of proof? I mean, it's it, how can an auditor audit that, right? You know what I mean? Like, did you discuss business while you were, you know, having so, meal with Ruth's Chris? And you're like, sure, sure we did, you know? <laughs> when, you and I go downstairs to the Hartford Cafeteria yes. after this. Can you expense 50% of that? So the, well, the, the answer, as long as you and I discuss business and okay. you and I always discuss business. I mean, That's most true. of it is monkey business, right? Like, <laughs> but like but TV we're watching or podcasts we're listening to or other what stuff. Books we're reading. But yeah. But like, you know, you know, I would say that we discuss a little bit about the podcast and other oh, Hartford related things. Yeah. So darn it. Yes. It's the doc- Also, since my boss is probably listening to this. Yeah. Then yes, you have to, it's, it's all, all professional in the up and up. So yeah, 50% of your expenses, if you're talking about meals are, uh, they, they are related. Now, entertainment is a different story. Zero percent of your entertainment expenses can be deducted. So can you even- define entertainment? Sure. That's when you're so let's say as a small business owner, you have a salesperson, they take someone out for a meal, they discuss business, you can deduct fifty percent right. of that. And then you go to a ball game, right? Or I don't know, you go to a show or you go to a club or you go out that's considered to be something like entertaining. You go to a lot of so, clubs. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Okay. Which we're talking right, just a ball game. Let's keep it at that. Okay. okay. Uh, that none of that is deductible. You know, okay. like, even if you discuss business the entire time, um, it's still not a deductible thing. Another thing about uh, entertainment, just be careful. Um, you're like your country club fees and your golf club fees and whatnot. 
they are not deductible either. Okay, okay. so that, that is considered to be entertainment and that's too. New? Yeah, a lot of these have changed with the Tax okay. Reform Act. Uh, the rules became more stringent. Now, um, certain things that that are deductible is if you uh, do pay like dues for like a uh, like a like an association or a chamber of commerce, and even though some of the stuff there, the activities might be somewhat considered to be entertainment. Those costs, you know, the, your, your dues are Now, what are about deductible. travel? So let's say right. you have a salesperson. Again, that's just, I, I realize that's not the only person that's going to be traveling. It's just the easiest yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So let's say they're taking a train into, I did this recently. I took a train into New York City. I expensed it. Right. Hartford paid for it. So the, the general rule of travel, first of all, uh, um, there's travel, there's commuting. Okay. So just so we know about commuting is that um, you can't, you can deduct any, you know, if you're a, tra if you're a salesperson in the area, any expenses over your normal commute to the office. Okay. So, you know, you live what, a hundred yards from this place or something, Pretty you know? Much, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you do any type of, you know, you know, traveling outside of that for the Hartford, that's like a deductible expense for the Hartford. If you're, yep. if you're getting reimbursed for those costs, they're, they're, they're the Fully IRS deductible. mileage rate. Rate, fully deductible. Okay. So your trip into the city, if they send you into uh, New York, uh, you know, on a business, that's it's fully deductible. That's okay. got clearly it's got to have a business purpose. But travel expenses. I was just are, going in to see a show. Yeah, right. Well, you know, and then there's entertainment, so that's not, but yep. not a club, a show, right? <laughs> just want to make sure of that. So, all right, then let's bringing this back to Susan's question. Yep. You're you're a small business owner. How do you set limits on things? Like, I understand you can't really set a limit on a travel expense. It is what it is. Right. It's not set by, you can't choose. You know, if you live in Hartford, Connecticut, and you're going to, I actually have um, a team member who's in San Diego right now. You can't, you know, you're going to take a flight like that is set by the airlines. You can't, you can't take like. That's correct. You can't choose to take like, I'm going to take a $5 flight as opposed to a $5. Yeah, the IRS flight. doesn't get into yeah. that. So you can, you know, if you buy a first class ticket or an economy ticket, it's, it's still a deductible expense. So how do you expense. set that? As long as, as there's a business purpose a to it. A small business owner, how do you set limits on meals and travel expenses? Right, well, there's certain things about reimbursement that you're allowed to do, okay? So the IRS has certain rules over reimbursement and it, depending on whether it's meal, you know, if it's meals, or um, daily rates, it's anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks a day that you can reimburse somebody and get a oh, deduction okay. for it. So there's actually... There is. Oh, okay. There Wonderful. Is. And the same thing with mileage on your car. Now, I forget what the rate is now. I think it's like around 32 cents a mile okay. for any travel, again, that you're driving around outside of your, your commute to the office. So where would you, you find reimburse. those limits? So um, if you, you can Google the IRS and okay. say mileage limits or travel and entertainment limits. And they change you know every year. But and there's certain per diem amounts. They're probably pretty low though i mean what if you want to be able to well the way that you get around it is is if the company just pays for it straight out because these are reimbursement limits oh okay, okay? because anything over that is considered to be income to the employee okay. right so what you want to try and do is if you are having your employees out and about and traveling, you want as the company to try and pay everything as directly as possible. So uh, you have the hotel bill you directly, you pay it. You have your own travel agent, book the plane, you know, whatever, you pay it. Then you take 100%, you know, of that. So what what would you set for the Marks Group as you do have a lot of people out at we clients. Do. They take them out to lunch. Do you have a set limit? Yeah, don't we spend actually more do. than this. Yeah, we actually, group? we comply with the IRS limits, which is, again, it's, it's $25 out of pocket. 
bucket is what I allow our people. Now, again, that it might have increased a little bit since, but that's for meals, for okay. example, that we can reimburse them for. But remember, even if we reimburse them for the $25 for a meal, um, we can only deduct 50% of that. Yep. So it used to be 100%, but now it's 50%. And do they find that that's enough? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, listen, it's Philly. So if you're going to go for lunch, you know, it's, you know, it's $25 is usually plenty. All right. We'll be right back with Gene's Word of Wisdom. Do you want to start a business, but don't know how to leverage your skills and strengths? Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, Opportunity Knocks, How to Find and Pursue a Business Idea That's Right for You, will help you determine the best markets for you to start a business in, how to set up a business based on your personality, and how to put your ideas into action with a solid business plan. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back with Jean's Word of Brilliance. What's your Word of Brilliance? This so week? Elizabeth, the Word of Brilliance today is, and it's only one word, if it's a word, 401k? Is that uh, like a... It's not a word. Yeah. It's a name. It's a name. It's sort of a numeric... I'll, I'll, I'll let it acceptable. Okay. So 401ks are a, um, a defined contribution retirement plan. It is a plan where um, it, and they are popular. Uh, but they, the way that they work is that um, you, and I'm sure you've got one here at the Hartford, we've got them at the Marks Group as well. Um, an employee can put money away pre-tax. An employer like myself can match that money going away pre-tax as well. Um, the more your employees put away, the more you can put away as well as an employer for yourself. Um, and then it grows. Wait, wait, back up. What? Well, the more your employees can put, you know, they contribute to the 401k, the more I can contribute to my 401k. And why Your I say personal for correct. And the reason why is because if you have a company plan, a 401k plan, say you've got 10 employees, but just I'm the owner and only I contribute to that 401k plan, um, it will probably fail at some point the discrimination tests that the IRS does, the Department of Labor has for it. You can't have a lopsided benefit plan. If you're going to be contributing to a 401k plan, it's got to be like in context with what your employees are also contributing as well. And it's encouraging, it's supposed to encourage employers that they can't just set up a plan that just benefits themselves. It's got to benefit everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's also trying to motivate employers. Not that you haven't tried though, right? I have tried in the past to just benefit myself (laughs) at the expense of my employees and the government doesn't let me get away with it. Now you know that your most important assets are your employees. employees. So not only that, but it's important with 401k k plans to remember that the more your employees put money away into a 401k plan um, not only does it help them with retirement but if you want to be selfish it helps you as well because i i see i see dozens of times with clients where they have an older employee that did not put money away for retirement and then they want to retire and they can't and they either and who are they going to go back to they go back to their employer and they're like i didn't put enough money away for my retirement what can we do and you know, if you're a small business owner and you've got a loyal employee, you're not going to leave them hanging. So you're like, okay, yeah. like, well, let's see if we can work something out. You don't want to be in that situation. You want your employees to be financially independent and stable. So you know, you want them to contribute as much as possible. Get that natural attrition when they leave. Correct. So it really benefits you to have your employees put money away for themselves, not only so that they're more self-sufficient and they can retire, but also, again, like I said earlier, the more they put away, the more you can put away as well. What are well. the limits this year? How much can employee, is it? $18,000 okay. is how much can be contributed to a 401k. And then if you don't have a 401k, you can get your own IRA and that's another $7,000. And you can also do both. That. 
That is correct. Okay, so the four hundred one k you know plans they're they're inexpensive to set up. You know they're they're um, very inexpensive to administer. A lot of companies, a lot of banks and financial services firms, they'll they'll set you up with a four hundred one k plan for for next to nothing because they know they get their investment fees yeah. once you once you pick it up. Now, a couple of things about the four hundred one k is that um, the government wants to help you. So as part of the Tax Reform Act of 2017, there's a new rule which says if you, the small business that has less than 100 employees, starts a 401k plan, then you will get a $500 a year credit against your taxes just for starting up a 401k per employee? plan. No, total. Okay. So, you know, and it's a credit. So if you owe $3,000 in taxes, you will get a $500 credit what against you it for know? three years. The credit will carry forward, oh, okay. actually, because it's a credit. Nice. So it's a really big benefit for employers. Um, and the reason why the government is doing that is, well, there's two reasons. One is that there's there's a retirement crisis that's looming in this country. Not All enough people. All those baby boomers. We're not putting money away, man, for, for the future. And number two is like, you read study after study, it's like 50% of small businesses have 401k plans, you know? And, and I meet people that don't have 401k plans all the time. And I, I, I it amazes me. It's so a great benefit to offer you your You want to set it up. Where do you start your accountant? You can talk to your accountant or talk to an attorney. Go to your bank is another good one. Or if you just Google 401k plan or setup, I mean, all the banks have uh, mm -hmm. financial services arms that can get you going there. But you can Google around. You'll find Anything a lot of big companies. Anything to look out for particularly or yeah. watch out against? You want um, your your 401k plans. Obviously, there's a cost involved. So the, the different, it definitely ranges on the investment fees that these people charge based on the assets that you have. So you want to compare what those fees would be. Um, the second also is the choices that you're given. So remember, when you set up a 401k plan, you can offer your employees and obviously yourself different investment choices, you know, treasury bond fund, index fund, stock fund, you know, whatever. Um, the more choices that you're offered um, with more reputable, you know, investments, you know, you know, vehicles, um, the better it will be for both you and your employee. Um, there were new rules around 401k plans that they give fiduciary responsibilities over employers, um, which means that if you do start a 401k plan, you're required to notify your employees Make sure they know what their choices are. And you also have the responsibility, like you can't just offer like lousy funds that or risky funds or things like that. It has to be well balanced or else you could be liable. If you work with a good 401k provider, like your bank or a good financial services company, um, they will walk you through all of okay. that and take care of it. So there's good ones. There's Northwestern Mutual. There's, you know, Principal Financial. There's Fidelity. There's Vanguard. They all offer these kinds of things. What do you think the time and money investment upfront is for a small business? Owner? Minimal and minimal. So I would say you know, setting up a 401k plan is it would be hundreds of dollars to get it set up. And you'll make money when you apply for that tax credit. And as far as the time involved, you can have a 401k plan set up in a few days. It's just a matter of then educating your employees. One thing, Elizabeth, uh, that I do come across is that some employees are like reluctant to put money away. Um, some people that might come from parts of the world where they like to stuff it under a mattress. Yep. You know, that's what they're, you know, they're used to. So you do have like some educational challenges. You have to teach your employees to do that. And like I said earlier, it benefits them to put the money away. And it also, the more you can educate your people, the more it benefits you. And you're better off the more people who are maxing out their 401k. Yeah, that's okay. correct. So the more people that are contributing to their 401ks, the more balanced your plan is. Um, and the less discriminatory it is. Okay. At the end of each year for your 401k plan, a, a tax return has to be filed. 
and um, certain tests are done on it. And that's done by the people administering your plan. Yeah. Um, that's part of the service that they provide. They run these discrimination tests. And if you've been putting all this money away pre-tax into your 401k plan, and then they run the discrimination tests that it's saying like, oh, not enough of your employees were contributing. Not only do you have to either take that money back um, or you can leave it there, but you'll be taxed on it because it shouldn't be put in pre-tax. You have to pay money on that. So um, you don't get the benefits of okay. what a 401k is. Great. Really good tip today, Gene. Good stuff. As opposed to all your other work. <laughs> I know. This one was a better one. Definitely <laughs> a better one. Totally, totally. I've gotten even, I've got a great tip on our next podcast as well. Come to think of it as well. Great. So stay tuned. All right. Well, our next podcast will be about email marketing mistakes to avoid, which I know is one of your favorite oh, topics. Boy. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.